What's going on, everybody? Austin here. And in this video, we're going to be taking a look at the extra points week seven. It's overreaction Monday, but on a Tuesday, we're going to start where we always do with Thursday night football. The Cardinals, they soared past the Saints for a 42 to 34 victory. The question is, did DeAndre Hopkins save the Cardinals? Now, the Cardinals were coming off to a very, very rough and rocky start to the season. There was infighting, and I had been asking questions about whether or not the Cardinals should regret signing Kyler Murray to their contract. Now, what I'll say regarding this is Andy Dalton and one of the receivers, I can't remember which one dropped it, uh, but the Saints basically spotted the Cardinals 14 points going into halftime, right? So the Saints were up. The Saints were up uh, 14 to 6. They were on the goal line getting ready to score. They threw they threw a pick. Andy Dalton did. The Cardinals came down and scored. So really, they didn't the Cardinals came down and scored, got the two points, tied the game, and then the Cardinal then the Saints threw two pick sixes. So not only did the the Saints literally give the Cardinals 14 points, but they also took 7 points off the board and then allowed the Cardinals to drive again. Would I feel good if the Saints had won this game just three, just three, three interceptions? Only two of them were bad throws. The Saints easily could have won this game 41 to 28, easily. Did DeAndre Hopkins save the Cardinals? I'm going to say no. He might have been able to give the Cardinals the opportunity to score some garbage points, easy points that they don't deserve, you know, get, get big chunks of plays down the field. But are they saved yet? I'm not, I'm not so sure. Now, the commanders dropped the pack. Uh, I actually forgot to put the score down on this game. Don't remember what it was, but I remember it was a, it was a short game. Uh, I think I think it was a two-point two game. Are the Packers done? I've been on I've been on the bandwagon of listen, we just need to give this team some time. They've been underperforming, but after a loss to the Giants, who have only won one score games, and after a loss to the after a loss to the Jets by I think 27 points, maybe 17 points. And then now losing to the Commanders on their backup quarterback. Are the Packers done? I'm saying yes. It's time to sell the team. If I were the Packers right now today, I am calling teams and I am shopping Aaron Rodgers. I will call the 49ers and I will offer them, right? I will offer them, okay, get this, Aaron Rodgers for Jimmy Garoppolo and a first-round pick, right? Because we all know that that the 49ers aren't entirely happy with aren't entirely happy with Jimmy Garoppolo, and we all know that the Packers aren't going anywhere. Um, I mean, you you could see about sending Aaron Rodgers to the Giants, see about sending him to the Jets, anything like that. But I'm done. This team. Sell it. Panthers beat the Bucks. It was 21 to 3. Oh, this is an awful game. 
because in the week before this game, the Panthers traded away their wide receiver two and the best running back in the league. And then they went out and they beat the Buccaneers by 18 points. Should Brady have stayed retired? From a football standpoint, you know, eh, we have to think about that. From a personal standpoint, I'm going to say no. Brady Brady wants to play football. It's what he does. I mean, he's 45 years old. How many how many people get to pl- get to do what they love and get paid millions of dollars for it, but then have to physically retire at the age of 45? Like Brady's 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 driven. There's not a lot of people that are more driven than Brady. And as long as he is physically able, I understand him wanting to play football. But from a pure football standpoint, we some people thought this was going to be a Super Bowl team. We knew that this was not going to be a better team than the Super Bowl year, which wasn't even a great team. Should Brady have stayed retired? Probably. The only reason why I don't say blow everything up is because their division is so winnable right now, and my Saints are just they're just handing away wins. But I mean, if at any point they they look like they're losing the division, I mean, it's kind of late now because you know the trade deadline's coming up on us. But I think they I think they should have just sold everything. Now the Giants lose the Jags. They lost to the Giants twenty three to seventeen, and they traded James Robinson. They traded him to the Jets for only a sixth round pick. Not great. Is the Jag season over? I'm going to say not entirely. What I know that the what I know that the Jags are doing is they are trying to clear room and give confidence to Travis Etienne, who is the guy that I thought he would be. That 14 carries, 114 yards and a touchdown, that's who I thought he was going to be. You know, adding receptions onto that. In my opinion, going into last year's draft, I thought he was going to be better than Najee Harris and I'm not I'm not completely off of that. Because Najee got way overused, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's he looks weak. Um, and Travis Etienne, you know, he had that early injury that held him out all of last year. Now that he's recovered from that, he has the backfield to himself. He has the opportunity to do something that, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker is doing right now, where it's like, you know, he didn't get to start with the job, but he certainly has it now. Um, so I'm not going to say that 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 move was, you know, that's just a pure fire sale. But is the Jags season over? I'm saying it's they already started it and it's time to sell the team. Now, what they can do is move forward to build the offense. I think they did an incredible job with the defense. Uh, You know, I mean, Devin Lloyd looks like one of the five best linebackers in the league today. I mean, he is up there. He's probably better than Bobby Wagner. Um, You know, he's up there with Roquan Smith right now and CJ Mosley. And, and, and that level of football, Darius Leonard or Shaquille Leonard, whatever you want to call him, he's in that he's in that conversation right now today. Everybody on the defense except for Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd should be available because their defense has been playing way too good. And I think you can sell high on these players right now. And the offense, I mean, you, you got to you got to start getting some some something that's going to make it connect for Trevor Lawrence, you know, whether he's hanging on to the football too long or he's just making bad reads, you know, for some reason, 
you know, they got him great offensive, not great, but they got him, you know, offensive pieces that are good, but he's not, he's the one that's not putting it together. Now, Dallas, they stopped Detroit 24 to six. My question is, are, are Detroit, are the Detroit Lions, is Detroit an early season fraud? So we know that from weeks one through four, they were the highest scoring offense in the league, averaging about 34 points per game. They had more touchdowns than any other team. They had more yards than any other team. They had the best yards per run average, and they had one of the best yards per play average. Then they had a horrendous loss to Bill Belichick, the greatest football coach of all time. And it looks like they had a horrendous loss to Dallas, 24 to 6. But if you watch the game, with about eight minutes left, ten minutes left or so in the game, they were on the inch yard line, and they sent in Jamal Williams, a player who's never lost a fumble in his entire career. Loses a fumble. Dallas recovers. Now Detroit forces a three and out. The problem with Detroit all of this season was that their defense had been terrible. The defense played elite football today. Unfortunately, their offense gave Dallas the ball five times. And they also got sacked five times, even though none of them were really that backbreaking. I think the offensive line played really well today. And considering all things, they were down their number one wide receiver. They were down their number one running back, right? <clears throat> Everything looked really good for the Lions, except for those three back-breaking turnovers in the last eight minutes of the game. I'm not going to say that Detroit was an early season fraud just yet, but if they don't turn it around, it's definitely starting to look that way. Now, the Chiefs, they crushed the 49ers, 44-23. Are the Chiefs the best team in football? So, I mean, really right now it's a three-team race. Um, you know, no, nobody else can really come close. I mean, the Vikings might be really good in that fourth spot, but nobody thinks that the Vikings are better than the Eagles, the Chiefs, or the Bears, the, not the Bears, the Bills. So the 49ers, I mean, by all accounts, were a good team, but let's be real here. They, are, they were just integrating a lot of players back from injury. They had just traded for Christian McCaffrey a few days earlier, and most of their game plan uh, in practice – had been spent around seeing how to get CMC the ball. I believe he got eight carries and seven, seven catches. Um, and, you know, even more targets than that. So, oh, no, not, it's eight and two. Never mind. Uh, I think it might have been eight carries and seven targets, two catches. But that's neither here nor there. I think that the 49ers are a little bit little bit undervalued right now um and when i say undervalued i mean like they're not performing well right now but they're better than how they've been playing so are the chiefs the best team in football i'm not going to say yes quite yet but anytime that you beat a former nfc championship contending team by 20 points it's time to worry now, this is a game I'm glad I got the underdog odds on. I bet the Jets to win outright when they were plus one and a half at Denver. Uh, the Jets, they they breeze past. Now, I mean, obviously the game looks really close, but in a game, uh, you know, where the under hit on the 25 and a half, you know, seven-point victory is huge. Um, should Denver sell? Uh 
Russell Wilson commanded two first round picks, I think a few second round picks, uh, Drew Locke and Noah Fant. And all of a sudden, teams are calling Denver to see if they can have Jerry Judy, to see if they can have Bradley Chubb. If I'm Denver, I I have to think about taking these calls because you do not have your own draft picks for the next two years. And there's no way this team gets better just by sitting and doing nothing. I think if you can move off of Judy, now to me, a logical move, I would call up the Jets, our problem for your problem. Right? We'll give you Jerry Judy if you give us Elijah Moore. See if the Jets accept that. Now, in my personal opinion, I think Jerry Judy has a little bit more potential. But Elijah Moore's got the hands, right? Jerry Judy's hands uh, have been awful so far throughout his career, which wasn't his, which wasn't an issue at Alabama. I think he's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. They both have great routes, but, I mean, so far Elijah Moore has just been more consistent. I mean, Denver can see if they can do that, see if they can just force some blood into the offense. But as it is right now, they might just have to sell for draft picks and move on to next year. Now, the Seahawks, they blew out the Chargers 37-23 to 23, uh, behind uh, about 200 yards and two touchdowns from my guy, Kenneth Walker, who I said is the next Jonathan Taylor. And obviously he hasn't put up that production yet. But next year, for those of you that play fantasy, if you have a chance to take this guy in the second or third round, late second, early third round, do not let it pass up. Now, the way that this season ends, I mean, he might end up being like a projected first round pick. Who knows? But Kenneth Walker is the second coming of Jonathan Taylor. Book it right now. But that that's, that's besides the point. Are the Chargers going to recover from their injuries? So they ended up losing Rashawn Slater for the season. They ended up losing Keenan Allen for a ton of games. They just lost J.C. Jackson for the rest of the season. I believe Joey Bosa is going to miss a lot of games, right? Fortunately for the Chargers, they have one of the most star-studded rosters in the entire league. Unfortunately for the Chargers, the only positions, the only area I, I would say that they're actually deep at is, you know, defensive back and offensive line. And they have lost defensive backs and offensive linemen along with the other other spots. So they don't really have a strength that they can lean on to right now. Will the Chargers recover from their injuries? I'm not confident that they will. I do think it is time to worry. And then the, our last game of the week, the Bears, they rolled the Patriots 33-14. It was a very close game uh, for about the first half, give or take a little bit less. Uh, now, should the Patriots stick with Zappy? Now, Mac Jones started this game. He didn't look great. Uh, he had you know about ten yards in an interception. I didn't I didn't see why, but he got yanked for Bailey Zappy. And the first two drives that Bailey Zappy led led uh, you know resulted in two touchdowns. Uh, and so you know all of a sudden the question becomes you know is this offense better with Bailey Zappy? No. See, it's it's not a big deal because what what Bailey Zappi got to do in his first two weeks is he got to play the the two worst defenses, give or take, in football. Right. So he got to play the Detroit Lions 
And then last week he got to play the Cleveland Browns. That's like 32 and 30, right? So he's getting reps. He's getting nice, easy looks. There's still not a lot of film on him. He's a lot better than most people gave him credit for. And so he's going to have some good numbers. Now, Mac Jones, he's coming back from an injury. He's going to struggle a little bit. He comes back and he has to face a Bears defense that's a lot better than the, you know, the previous two defenses. Now, Zappi comes in and, you know, he gets to, you know, get a nice couple good drives off. But once the scripted plays are gone, the Bears caught up to him immediately. I don't think that the Patriots have a quarterback problem. What I do think they have is, you know, an offensive coordinator problem. You know, with uh, Matt, Matty Patty, Matt Patricia running the offensive coordinator spot right there. But that's that's a whole different story. Should the Patriots stick with Zappi? No, no. I mean, it's it's no big deal what he's been doing versus what Mac Jones has been doing. Just give him a little bit of time to rest. Mac Jones is one of the 20 best quarterbacks in football. Bailey Zappi, if he's lucky, will end up being one of the top 30 quarterbacks in football, which isn't a bad problem to have. The Patriots love drafting quarterbacks just to trade them later on. All right, guys, thanks for watching that video. Be sure to let me know what you think in the comments down below. Like and subscribe and stay up to date on all of our future content.